When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. August 1st, 2023. Oh my God, the year is seven months over, five left to go. And this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Talk about NXT, the fallout from Great American Bash and Alfred. The headline talked about not just in the world of wrestling, but the world over is that Tony D and Stax are your new Mm -hmm. NXT tag team champions. The family, baby. They brought it home for the family. New champions. It's great to see Long overdue, and it was just wonderful to see Tony D and Stax win that gold from the Gallus Boys. Hell of a run from the Gallus Boys, but uh, I just felt like they were just kind of linear, and I'm very excited for this tag team run for Tony D and Stax. So congratulations for the family. It was great. I watched most of the Great American Bash, and everything I saw was phenomenal. Thea Hale versus Tiffany Stratton exceeded my expectations. Love the story with Andre Chase throwing in the towel, yeah. Thea not submitting. She was in that Boston Crab forever. I mean, Tiffany was having a little trouble holding that Boston Crab. Quite a was few she times. ever? She's having more trouble than that throughout the match. But I feel like this has been a. I think it's not too late to say it's been a nightmare run so far. I hope she's <laughs> able to turn it around. But I just feel like so much has gone wrong for Tiffany Stratton. Maybe it's snake bitten. And Thea continues to shine even into tonight. I thought Thea was great on tonight's shows. We're going to get into. Yeah, it is interesting. I wonder if with Thea's character, the flaws are a little more apparent because the type of champ and the character she's doing is that that character should be flawless. Although I I hate to say it, much like, uh, you know, we were talking about classic TV before we got on the air, much like Kirstie Alley on Cheers started as this put-together businesswoman, and then they realized it was way funnier (laughs) and way better when the cracks started to appear. And she had this downward spiral. I wonder if Tiffany Stratton will work better as a character if she loses that championship and her just sense of reality unravels. So they're going to make another Baron Corbin is what you're saying, is that she's going to go homeless and... Oh, although, man, bum-ass Corbin was pretty great. (laughs) No, no, I don't think they need to go that far with it. But just this idea that she's like Miss Perfect... And now, like, everything keeps going wrong. And then she has to, like, go and befriend some of the undercarders and is like, hey, um, you're a loser. Tell me, like, uh, are there any upsides to all this? Is this what it's always like? Like, it could be really funny. Yeah. What's it like sharing a locker room? Like, she doesn't know what it's like. (laughs) She's like, wait, so when you go out and buy things, you actually have to, like, give people money for them? (laughs) They don't just give them to you because you're pretty? This could be good. It could be good. The only thing is that, like, things would have to go wrong from a storyline standpoint. All the things that are going wrong for her are things that are not supposed to be going wrong. Well, the best storylines are are based in reality. Sure, yeah, they're going to have to incorporate that. But I think they just need to ride the ship. I think she definitely is somebody who they look at as a future star. Did she get too much too soon is the question. And so far, the answer is yes. I hope she's able to turn us around. But so far, the answer is yes. I also wonder... I think Thea Hale needs to break free from Chase U if she's champ, or they really have to make them her hype men if Thea Hale is going to be champion. You can't have yeah. Andre Chase be the father figure in this. 
here's the thing though i think that's a great angle that they're doing i think that's part of what's making it so great in terms of the follow-up with thea hale is Mm -hmm. how she acted like the moody daughter tonight i think it's a great dynamic that they're doing i think part of what has gotten thea hale over so much is chase you she's such a great character so she's so good when she's got things to work with my fear if she broke away from chase you and was just thea hale then she's just a madman screaming around like it makes sense that she's got all this energy because she's part of this pep squad oh okay so here's the storyline here's the storyline is that she becomes champ and then andre chase starts getting jealous and he's like i made you and she's like, I'll show you. I'm going to strike out on my own. And then Andre Chase is like, well, I've got a new student. And it's like this weird Tiffany or weird Thea Hale doppelganger. Or maybe it's Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> oh, it could be her. Yeah, it would have to be a solid storyline. Like yeah, it's got to be someone that's like the like, I'll show you, yeah. you know. Oh, I think I think we're on to something here, man. We should really be writing for NXT. That I think uh, I think it could it could go places. But no, look, Great American Bash was phenomenal. So I had the fallout from that. I think it wrote a lot of goodwill and momentum of that uh excellent premium live event this weekend brian m with his five dollar super chat saying tiffany Stratton was gassed out at the end of the match i was there live she was sicking uh sucking air after the camera went off blew up yeah it was yeah. very patently obvious that tiffany was blown up uh and it wasn't even just the end it was like midway through the match where she was moving a lot slower i mean it was pretty scary too because they had to do some high spots like a super there were some... the top rope and she was struggling to get thea over and i just thought for somebody who's as young as Thea is, with as little experience as she has, in that situation, this match could have turned into a complete disaster, and it kind of did, but only on Tiffany's side. I thought mm. Thea held her own just fine. She was good, but I think that's the thing, man. I love Thea, and I think she's got so much talent and so much potential, but like stature is an issue when doing some of those moves. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I mean, cruiserweights are able to do them safely. We've seen luchadors do those safely. Rey Mysterio can do those safely, but at the oh, same yeah. time, like play to your strengths. I mean, there were some moments in there where I was like, oh, this super play that move off the top they did towards the end. Like mm-hmm. that could have gone wrong eight, eight ways till Sunday. Very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Very scary. That was uh tough, but uh, Hey, we're going to talk more tonight about uh, our thoughts about great America bash, but we're going to cover the meat and potatoes. Well, the vegan meat and the potatoes on my part of uh, NXT and the fallout from great American bash. Thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. See a lot of familiar faces. Killer, Demons, Alicia A., Montez, Tisdale, Stock, and you, Ricky Zaldivere, Baby Ice, Dylan Matthews, and the list goes on and on. Keep Max Feldman, keep those super chats coming. We're going to get to them all tonight. Issa is having power issues in the beautiful Isle of Puerto Rico and uh, will not be with us tonight. I'm going to be out Friday. I think you're going to be out Friday. I don't know if Issa will be here. I know you're going to SummerSlam. Yes, I'll be in SummerSlam in Detroit. So power issues or not, I will be able to pay up my bet with ESA at Applebee's. We're going to enjoy some wonderful Applebee's and definitely make sure to call you as well, Glenn. Yes. And uh, it should be a fun week in Detroit. I'll be there on Thursday. So from Thursday to Sunday, Mm. some festivities, some interviews, watching the show live at SummerSlam. Should be great. Exciting, man. Uh, So what is going on in the news? Well, let's start with randy orton depending on what gossip website you're reading there's all kinds of reports out there on randy orton's status some people feel that he is preparing to return to the ring some people feel that there's no timetable at all but randy orton there is some smoke is there fire we'll see whether or not he shows up SummerSlam weekend what i want to ask you glenn is where would you put randy orton if he were to come back anytime soon there's so much going on in wwe right now you see Matt Riddle is kind of struggling right now. Uh, the bloodline 
they're kind of now starting to wind out with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. I wouldn't imagine there's going to be a rematch there. Maybe they're going to go to Jimmy, but there are some options. What would you do with Randy Orton? I think he shows up in the Fiend mask, and then he oh. says he he murdered Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and then we're done with Bray Wyatt forever? Is that what you're saying? I mean, then, Bri- then the Bray can come back as a ghost. Like, it'll all work. But, right. look, Randy, I love Randy Orton. Uh, I think that the more he's aged, like you just hear better things about him backstage. I think it's affected him on screen. Like, you know, in this phase of his career, I think he's very good. Um, But I do think he is going to lose to Roman Reigns between now and WrestleMania. Oh, wow. I would have no problem with the Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns match. I believe that was supposed to be on the cards for SummerSlam last year before Randy yeah. Orton went down with what has now turned out to be a very serious back injury. Mm-hmm. In some circles, it's been said it's career-threatening. So Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns actually feels like a bigger match now, especially if Randy Orton is able to come back after all this time. Absolutely. I think that would be an incredible match. I mean, you I say the word placeholder, but it would be a glorified placeholder in terms of between now and WrestleMania, whatever they have for Roman Reigns. Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns anytime soon, I think, would be a massive match. And it would also be a lifeline for Matt Riddle, who has just gone down and down the card for reasons, you know, both personal, both professional, whatever you want to call it. He just lost to Ludwig Kaiser clean last night on Raw. And I think if Randy Orton came back and they decided to reunite those two, it would be a huge boost for Matt Riddle. Wouldn't it be amazing, though, if Randy came back to challenge Cody and was like, you stole my shtick and my spotlight? I think Randy and Cody would be an incredible feud and match. And Randy Orton would be wrong in saying that he stole Cody's. I know, uh, but it's a good story, though. It's a good storyline. It's like, oh, I was out like you like you're just you're just you want to be me, man. You know? It would be a good story. That's something that a heel Randy Orton should go with in terms of I taught you everything and now you're stealing it from me and getting over yeah, no, I think that would be hot. Um, but no, I, I hope uh, Randy is uh, on his road to recovery. It'd be great to see him back yeah. in the ring. And uh, I yeah, miss him. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. Here's what's interesting about Randy Orton is when he does come back, I don't know how much he's going to use that RKO, if at all. Yeah. Got back problems. And if you see, it's funny because when you, a lot of wrestlers, especially the older wrestlers who have problems, it usually relates to their finisher. For example, Hulk Hogan has, I think he just had his seventh back surgery or whatnot, and he dropped that leg time and again and he's even said that he regrets dropping the leg and you know obviously not the only thing he regrets but the leg drop is one of his regrets in life in terms of that and Randy Orton you see his back problems chronic shoulder problems as well the RKO does require back and shoulders so got to be careful about some of these moves that you're doing yeah finger poke of doom doesn't seem so silly anymore oh no <laughs> not at all that that would be my finisher if I'm a wrestler wrestler safety finger poke of doom absolutely man uh what else is going on well, an injury update for Rey Mysterio. So we were talking about Rey Mysterio this past Friday, whether or not this was real. It did look real at the beginning, and then the more it went on, it looked like it was staged and part of an angle. There were some circles who were reporting that it was part of an angle. Looks like it may have not been. Rey Mysterio actually was believed to have had his bell rung twice. The procedures where Rey Mysterio lost to Santos Escobar by referee stoppage was completely legit, according to the Wrestling Gossip Radio that Rey Mysterio was in fact legitimately injured when he took the diving headbutt from Santos Escobar. He was injured earlier in that match. It was believed he might have had his concussion, but as we saw, he is fine. He is going to be on NXT actually next week to confront his son, Dom. So that's going to be a big deal. 
but Rey Mysterio get well soon. So yeah, I mean, I, I did think in the back of my mind, there was a chance this could be real because it was very weird how they did this, but yeah, it looked like it was a legitimate finish in terms of referee stoppage. Glenn. Well, I think that after what happened with Shane O'Mac and Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania, I think the WWE has maybe become more coordinated about what to do when they need to change mm. something on the fly. Mm. Which is why yeah, they, I mean, so honestly, if they can cut, co- if they can cover for something well enough that it has you questioning was that real or not, they've done their job. They absolutely have. And they probably took the class from Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg was the one who improvised on the fly, like a professional, despite being a, a celebrity, he completely took over that segment and saved it. And I, I just, I thought it was such a great moment to see Shane back. I was in the building for that. It was such a great reaction. And when he blew out his knee, the air went out that building. And then Snoop Dogg brought it back. It's still, it's still just like, that's something out of succession. Like that's something out of arrested development. Like you couldn't write that better. <laughs> arrested big... development for sure. I could see, that. I could see Joe yeah. Blue. Just the big return. Like it's all of three minutes long. Uh, and I hope Shane Omak is okay. But yes. that. That is going to go down in history as one of the most epic fails in uh, all of WWE. I, absolutely. And I was very disappointed that he was not part of Raw Underground. That was the only thing I did I not like about Raw Underground is no Shane McMahon. Yeah. What else is uh, going on? Well, finally, I see some comments about Cody Rose documentary, Montez Tyndale, saying that Cody Rose documentary was fire. Indeed, it was. I saw this documentary weeks ago because I've got that type of access, and there was a portion of this documentary one hour and 14 minutes into the documentary i texted my friend at wwe and i said when this documentary airs this is all people are going to be talking about and boy is it ever because right now you can find on wrestling inc a story about triple h's comments about aew if you have watched the cody rhodes documentary they don't run away from everything anything they talk about all in they talk about the young bucks and yes they mention aew multiple times until Triple H, an hour and 14 minutes into the dock, for those of you who are into timestamps, did call AEW a secondary promotion. <laughs> Triple H did say that Cody Rhodes left AEW because nobody grows up dreaming about headlining the biggest pay-per-view of a secondary promotion. And that's Damn. why Cody Rhodes went to WWE. But tell me when Triple H is telling lies. I know it's a fake controversy. I know the AEW supermarks are up in arms. But tell me, Glenn, when Triple H is telling lies about AEW. I mean, comparatively, yes. You know, WWE yeah. was once, WWF was once secondary. Sure. You know. 83 weeks I've, in a row they were. Yes. The WWWF wasn't always sitting on top of the world. You know? There's nothing wrong with being... I know it's a shot, and I know it was meant to take a stab at AEW, and I know it's going to rob people up. But in this day and age, with the way streaming is, there's nothing wrong with being considered the number two wrestling company to WWE. That is literally the best anybody's going to do for the next 50 years. It's that. So... Triple H has said what was factual, but he did say that to get a dig in on AEW oh, to yeah. remind the world that they are quote unquote secondary minor league. By the way, AEW this week on collision, 739,000. It was the rare collision where I made time to watch because of the best storyline in AEW history. Adam Cole and MJF are looking for that double clothesline. Unfortunately, not only did they not hit that double clothesline, they did not win the tag team titles, but they're mm. still together. I think AEW is making the right choice by keeping them together. And I thought it was a very entertaining segment in terms of the main event. Yeah. Heard nothing but good things. Yeah. Well, CM Punk spray painted the belt too. I saw that. I saw that. 
Ah, uh, so that's the news. That is the news. Let's talk about NXT tonight. The fallout from the Great American Bash. JC Jane versus Lyra Valkyra to open the show. What did you think of this? I thought it was fine. I thought Lyra was good. I mean, JC and I, I, it's very rare that you see a feud where a promotion dedicates this much time into two stars and then both stars kind of evaporate afterwards. Gigi and JC mm-hmm. weird kind huh? of fizzled out. And I would have never thought that even a couple of months ago when they were in the thick of this feud and they were doing the final blow-off match, like, well, at least one of these people, you know, and the feud was pretty much based on the Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels breakup the way they did. You're thinking there's going to be a Jannetty at the very least, but maybe both of them are going to spin off and be good. No, JC and Gigi, I feel like, have really lost their way since that feud. They pulled the double Jannetty. (laughs) The rare double Jannetty. That's not what we're going for. Shawn Michaels, while people should know better. But it's crazy, too, because uh, this happened... Amidst a time when like Nikita injured and out, Sol Ruka injured and out, like like space is opened. People got mm-hmm. called up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. What did Gigi and JC do or not do to put them in this predicament that it's so secondary? Because this is Lyra Valkyra's story. JC's just right playing a role. I feel bad. Yeah. The matches, I wouldn't even say the matches were bad. I didn't think they were particularly good. I didn't think they were great or anything, but they did have a level of heat. It was treated like a main event storyline. One fantastic promo from Gigi. Yeah, yeah. There was, I mean, it was few and far between in terms of big highlights. I think the warning sign was when they had that big cage match that was a blow-off, and they took it off the pay-per-view, and they opened the show with it the next night. I think that might, looking back, that was a red flag in terms of what WWE thinks of uh, these women at this stage in their careers, and that this big blow-off match that they've spent months on this storyline is going to be on TV. Maybe that was WWE throwing up their hands and saying, we got to go back to square one. Yeah, I still think there's potential um, in both. I mean, but with Gigi, it's almost more puzzling how she's been booked since. So uh, Lyra won that. Uh, before the show started, we just see Tony D and Stax get laid out in front of the Performance Center by Gallus. Ugh, travesty. Setting up the main event for tonight. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. This was interesting. What do you think about the state of Carmelo and Trick's relationship right now after uh, Great American Bash? I love that they're telling the story. I'm 100% intrigued. I'm not a fan of the idea of breaking up Carmelo and Trick. I know Trick said that this isn't going to be a breakup. I'm just going to be my own man, and I love that for Trick, and I love the fact that they're now going to be focusing on him as a single star, but I think they're speeding it up too much. I don't know if they see that Carmelo is going to get called up soon and maybe they want to hold trick back so that he, because he does need more reps in terms of being an NXT, but I love the trick and mellow gang. I think it's such a great act. I think it's premature to break them up, but I, I like it. I like the fact that trick Williams was saying that he wants to become his own man. And if you were listening to the crowd reaction in the background, they were really into it in terms of trick Williams uh, leveling up. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And um, to uh, Queen Monet's point, we didn't have another Rhea Ripley, Lyra Valkyra interaction tonight. Although I just saw like uh, on, on, on the X app, I can't call it that on Twitter, Twitter. like Rhea's uh, uh, doing a clap for, uh, she just uh, did a uh, tweet clapping for uh, Lyra. So maybe they're, maybe they're not uh, done with each other. 
Yeah, and on the pay-per-view, they kept it going where Lyra was brawling with JC Jane and Rhea said, that's what I want to see from you. So they're keeping this going. And Cisco 323LA saying uh, Violent J has announced that he's going to be an NWA to feud with Vampiro or something. He's actually going to valet Vampiro, I believe. uh, Not quite manage him, but do some angle with him. So, yes, one step closer to ICP being an AEW. It's going to be his AEW tryout. Good luck. They got to check the box, man. Yeah. At this point, you know, Uh, just to say they did it. So... Saw Tony and Stacks being checked on. There was a six-man tag set up for later that night. They wanted Gallus, and they're going to make a call to a mystery partner. Now, it was at this point that I spent the next hour muttering to myself, please be Enzo, please be Enzo, please be Enzo, please be Enzo. It was not Enzo. That would have been it was not the six-man. I thought they would do something a little more. I mean, it makes sense given the history with Santos, but it does. I like that. It was their storyline tie in. I don't like the fact that they didn't play his legato del Fantasma theme music, but yeah. got to put over the LWO. Uh, so we heard from Ray Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. Dirty Dom won over Mustafa Ali and Wesley. At the Great American Bash. Wesley, as Wesley Rita calls him. <laughs> yes. Um, I kept thinking just he should get a new tag team with Mustafa Ali and they can be Ali, L-E-E. Let's go. Yes. Um, but they were interviewed, uh, interrupted uh, by Dragon Lee. All the Lees. Yeah, Vince McMahon would never let this happen. This, these quality controls are, would not hold up with Vince McMahon. He wouldn't even let the Hurricane call himself Shane because of Shane McMahon. So Ali, Wesley, Dragon Lee, all those Lees would get chopped. Nobody would have a last name in that promotion. Um, so this is setting up something now between Dragon Lee and Dominic and Rey Mysterio is going to be in Dragon Lee's corner. Yes, so we found out that Rey Mysterio is going to come back. I really love the dig at Dragon Lee as Rey Mysterio Jr. Jr. It's very funny. Uh, they had Dragon Lee out there. You know, WWE does this once in a while with talent, and I thought that they were over this where they forced them to speak English because it's, it's American. It's, WWE is a global company, okay? Uh, the number one network TV shows consistently are on Univision, and here you are with Dragon Lee. He was this Hispanic star who... Maybe you might want to cater to that by having him speak in Spanish because clearly he was struggling here cutting an English language promo. And we've seen promos with Asuka, with uh, Eo Shirai or Eo Sky, where they speak in their native tongue. And it does not matter that people don't understand what they're saying. There's so much charisma and fire because they're speaking with confidence that people get with it. And so I think they might want to consider that with Dragon Elite. And I think, uh, if not a majority, a, a good number of U.S. television watchers have at least a passing familiarity with Spanish. Yes, absolutely. Every third word you can listen, you can put together a sentence, and you can you can educate people in Spanish. Maybe there's young viewers. Wrestling viewers are getting younger, and young people, information sticks to you quicker, so maybe it's going to be like yeah. an immersion program. By the time you're 18, after the uh, d- watching 10 years of WWE, you can speak Spanish. ABC tried this 40 years ago with Menudo on ABC on Saturday <laughs> mornings. And if you've never seen Menudo on ABC, go on YouTube. They're all there. But they would have them sing in Spanish. And there'd be English subtitles. And they would sing in English with Spanish subtitles. Mm. And, uh, you know, Magusta Bayar, I like to dance. I, I love that. We need to have a Menudo segment every single week on NXT. Yeah, but Dragon like, Lee. 
Either that or put him with Ray Mysterio would actually be a great manager. I know that's not what he's going to be doing. I know which, this is which Ray Mysterio minute. doesn't need to take another bump. Like he can just hit yeah. the six one nine and just hang out there. Yeah, he, he needs to kind of relax. I hope he's not taking bumps next week because that was yeah. a little scary knowing that that was real. Yeah, um, no, I agree with that. But yeah, I think uh, they could do something. But there's also Spanish you can use that would. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he's out there and he throws something like El Stupido, you know, That's like, what I was going to yeah. say El Stupido. <laughs> people understand. People understand enough, you know? And by the way, like, then, you know, if you want to do the what chance, you could just say K. Yeah. K. Yeah. Como? <laughs> What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my god. Uh so that will be interesting. But yeah, it looks like uh Rhea and Dominic ain't going anywhere in NXT. Yeah, not until the ratings start to soften, and there's no sign of that. So Wes and Carmelo had a little face-off backstage. Carmelo trying to give Wes a bit of a pep talk. Uh Noam Dar and Oren Mensa walked in and uh this set up a tag match for later in the night. Yeah, Wes Lee. I mean, I praise his babyface character and how good he is at being a babyface, but this whiny heel that he's starting to do is so unlikable. This guy's got range, man, because he's great as the underdog, lovable babyface where you got to find out that he's got this wife at home and he's just a hardworking guy like the rest of them. He's a great everyman, but this whiny character, he's just as good at making you not like him. I mean, I think he's next in line for that main NXT championship. I think that's the story with Carmelo. Oh, for sure. That's what they're doing. Yeah, he's going to attack. I thought they were going to do it tonight, but clearly they're going to take their time. Uh, and I think he's going to attack Carmelo Hayes any day now. And it's going to be a next feud. And it's going to be a great feud. It's going to Carmelo Hayes and Wesley, you give them time. They're going to have a great match. Yeah. Hey, September 30th, no mercy in Bakersfield. It'll be here before you know it. Uh, Dijak took on Eddie Thorpe tonight. I thought we were going to get another NXT underground match. Yeah, they were still talking about it, too. That should just be Dominic Dijak, uh, not Dijak. Uh, Eddie Thorpe should just wrestle all of his matches at underground. I think that's his calling in NXT. Anything he else he does, I don't care about. Best arm sleeves in the business. Yes. A tattoo. Um, but yeah, Dijak got the win to that, which is funny because Thorpe has been on a bit of a streak lately. 
a little bit, but it's they're hot and cold with Thorpe. He wins, yeah. and then he loses like three matches in a row. So now they're back on the outs with him. What did you think about Valentina Feroz and Ulisa Leon versus Electra Lopez and Lola Vice tonight? I thought Electra Lopez and Lola Vice's theme music was fire. I was actively cheering for them because I wanted to hear it again. And when they won the match, I was excited because I got to hear that theme music. It was a slap. What was that reggaeton that they played? I loved it. I'm going to download it. I am, you know, watching the like Spanish language music video channels, I am so used to reggaeton now. Like, <laughs> it still trips me out though. You know, like I, I can, I, I used to hear it. I couldn't deal with it for very long. Just the dun, 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 dun. Done. It's just it's a little grating, but now I can do that for like an hour. And oh my god, when they go from that to like a four-four like kick snare beat, oh heaven, heaven. When the song changes up to that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but no, this was a good match. It's fun. Like the theme. Yeah, it was great. I've never tried a Shazam a wrestling song, but I did. Lord knows I tried, but my phone was like, never tried the Shazam a wrestling song. (laughs) Then your phone, like, you know, your phone was like, you know, it's fake, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Electra and Lola won that match. Then we had Carmelo Hayes and Wesley versus uh, the Metaphor uh, with Jarkara Jackson and Lash Legend. I thought, aren't they part of the Metaphor? Wrestling Inc. refers yeah. to them as the Metaphor with Jakara and Lash, but it's no, no, they're all the they're Metaphor. The metaphor yes. That would be the Meta Two with Jakara and Lash. This uh, is the good, good interferences in this against uh, Noam Dar and Oramensa. And the metaphor getting a win, like this is good because this is really going to boost the tension with Wes and Carmelo. I think that this was a fun match. There were a lot of moving parts in this match. Thank God for the drastically different hair colors or I wouldn't have been able to follow everything that was going on for parts of this. Yeah, that's how you tell them all apart. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to tell Noam Dar from, you know, anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you ever get that, though? Don't you ever get that when you're like, look, little secret. Then I think everyone that watches wrestling is this way of especially people to cover wrestling when we cover wrestling we're not just watching wrestling we're also like on twitter we're seeing yes. what the vibe is online it's a gut check like is our vibe with something good is there a story is somebody tweeting during this so having like boldly different colors on screen just to be able to identify somebody even by their hair is sometimes a little nice because that way i can do two things at once yeah that's good it's kind of like when you're playing video games if you're playing madden and they kind of have a cursor to the person so you know who the yes. wide receiver is, you know, the running. They should start doing that and try that out with NXT. They should do that during a tag match. Yeah. So we know who the active uh, the active person is each all the time. Especially remember like when <laughs> remember when Fox got the uh, NHL rights and they're like, we're gonna make the puck glow. I was just thinking about that, but that was a disaster. People hated that. Yes, people absolutely hated that. <laughs> oh, Fox was so big when they got the NHL, like we got kissed. Uh, we licensed rock and roll all night. What does that have to do with hockey? Nothing. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but no, I thought this was a really fun match. And I like with Wes and Carmelo, how they're ratcheting up the tension. Yeah. They're, they're doing a good job. I hope they slow play this and then you're going to get the full on heel turn from Wesley. And then it's going to be all systems go, but good for the real NXT heritage cup champion. I love how they're having a match for the heritage cup championship they put it in quotes and i really my dream is to see that in a ladder match i want an undisputed heritage cup champion in a ladder match with both of those gigantic heritage cups hanging in the balance so i loved this next match baron corbin versus andre chase because baron corbin was backstage dissing thea hale yes and andre chase uh was getting into it this match was set 
And look, it was great to see Thea Hale petulantly standing at ringside, <laughs> but it was amazing when she tried to throw in the towel and Baron Corbin caught it and it took two tries, but he threw it back out of the ring. Yes, he caught it. He dropped it. He fumbled it <laughs> like he was Ezekiel Elliott. Well, that's why his, his career was short-lived, you know? Yes, yes. But it, <laughs> I thought Thea Hale was so funny in this, especially backstage where she was pouting. That's where you kind of got the first yeah. glimpse of that she was going to be this pouty character. At one point, Andre Chase said, it's going to be okay, Thea. He put his hand on her shoulder and she just kind of shrugged away from him like a child. And then she was just pouting for the rest of it. And I expect this. I thought it would have been funnier if Baron Corbin, like two minutes into the match, put Andre Chase in like a chin lock, which Baron Corbin is known to do the chin lock. And then Thea threw the towel in, but she eventually tried it and it didn't work. She stormed off. Well, good for Corbin getting a win, starting to get his mojo back. Yeah, starting to find himself. He really is a man without a gimmick still. He's got new tights, so that's good. <laughs> Why does it say burn the ships? <laughs> That makes no sense in a wrestling context. It just sounds like it would be good on a t-shirt, but I don't even think on a t-shirt. I don't think you can get on an airport with a t-shirt like that. Burn the ships. Yeah, I think that's a terrorist threat. Well, you're on an airplane, not a boat. I know, but if you're going to say, I'm going to put a bomb on a boat and you're in an airplane, are they not supposed to take that seriously? I don't know. Has anyone put a bomb on a boat since like Speed 2? <laughs> It can always, if it can happen at speed two, it can happen anywhere. It's true. It's true. I saw speed two in theaters. Was it, it good? Was no, it's terrible. It's one of the worst sequels ever made. Speed one was amazing, though. I never yeah. saw speed two. Keanu Reeves didn't come back for speed two. Yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah, I didn't it's, watch it. It's, it's really bad. Jason Patrick is in it. Uh, it's very mm. weird. Jason Patrick's not that bad of an actor, but I was good. You can't good. follow Keanu. Yeah. yeah it's tough. He'll be in John Wick five. He'll be the new John Wick. He'll just spend his <laughs> be whole amazing. career trying to follow Keanu. I'll be fantastic um so oh great segment schism attempting to figure out who's responsible for the recent sabotage yes and they unmask the followers ava rain by the way is uh man her and joe gacy on the mic together they're like they're like hip-hop or i was gonna say they're they're like a like a, a hip wrestling version of captain and Tennille. Like I was gonna say, Sunny and Share, like a gothic. Oh, there you go. That's even better. A gothic Sunny and Share. There we go. I like yeah. I like your metaphor better. Uh, so yeah, they were uh, phenomenal in this, and then we saw Ikemajiro, who honestly I forgot was still signed to NXT. That was hilarious. Where he he revealed himself, everybody went crazy for it. And even funnier was when there was I I, I what was the guy's name? We got all that heat. He's a big guy. He's like gender fluid or whatever. It was, it was just a big black guy who had the mask on, and they go, we know it's not you. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> we um, didn't even unmask him. Is that Quincy, Quincy Elliott? Quincy Elliott, yes. I believe that's who it was, but it was clearly they're looking for the Creeds, who are two uh, white bread corn-fed boys, and they saw this big, giant African-American individual with a mask on, and they just didn't even – we know it's not you. Get out of here. It would have been funnier if they took it off, if he took it off and it was the Creeds. They just had a tan because they'd been in Hawaii. Or was it like a soul man situation? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you don't want you want didn't that. fly in eighty seven, wouldn't fly in twenty twenty three. You want a legitimate tan. You don't want to spray it on. You want them to say, "Hey he man, I'm tan- in the sun." He took tanning pills in Soul yeah. Man. That was he. That was the character. See Thomas Howell, su- not surprisingly, thinks that movie ruined his career. Well, I could, James I Earl Jones was in it. He still acted after. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, we'll talk about the rest on our uh, podcast where we examine culture that is aged poorly 
the greatest blackface characters of all time. We're going to be discussing Bamboozled as well. I think I saw that once. It's been amazing for a while. I consider that my favorite movie. Spike Lee. Oh, your favorite Spike Lee movie or your favorite movie? Favorite movie. Bamboozled wow. is incredible. I thought I felt like it was ahead of its time. It's a wild movie. It's a lot to stomach, but it, I, it changed the way I look at television. Interesting. Well, it uh, changed the way I look at how black people portray characters, for better or worse. That makes sense. Um, so yes, we thought we had Creed. It was not Creed. It was two guys with the same body type. But then uh, Creed is on Easter Island. <laughs> Teleconferencing in, saying they're staying in a hotel on Easter Island. There are no hotels. My wife pointed out, she's like, there are no hotels on Easter Island. <laughs> uh, this is good. So Creed was supposed to leave NXT, but now Schism wants somebody to find them. They haven't left NXT. They're not going anywhere. They're, and they'll probably fight for their opportunity to be back in NXT, and they're going to pretend like this never happened. This has become a fun feud, though, now. with this. It has. I like it. I was into this segment. I knew where they were going with it, but I thought they did a good job. And yes, uh, Do the Right Thing, Anthony Y, was a great Spike Lee movie. It's up there. I still That's think my favorite. my favorite of his... Um, so, see, I almost don't want to count Inside Man as my second because he had nothing to do with it aside from directing it. Right. I mean, Inside Man is like one of the best heist movies ever made. But Incredible Do the Right movie. Thing is just so it's such an important movie. Yeah. Really good. Um, I think Mo Better Blues is underrated. I think Crooklyn's underrated too. I think Crooklyn was an amazing movie. Very yeah. sad. I can only watch it a couple of times. It's pretty mm. depressing, but it's a great movie. Saw Jungle Fever like three times in theaters. And I oh, yeah. Track. <laughs> Stevie Wonder did the soundtrack. Really? Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember he did. In the, one of the Jungle Fever. Covers, the cover of the movie with the hands holding. It's just yeah. it's so provocative. I love it. That soundtrack is good. That theme song is like Very this good. Top, one of my top 10 Stevie Wonder songs. Yeah. You know, I rank that higher than I just called to say I love you. Really? That's a hot take, man. Okay, would you, what, right now, would you rather listen to I Just Called to Say I Love You or Stevie Wonder's Jungle Fever? Oh, yeah, it depends see? on what. It's February Valentine's Day. I just called to say I love you is good, but Jungle Fever is it's a slap. It, it, you can't help but sing along to that, even if you don't have yeah. it. Didn't Samuel L. Jackson get nominated for an Oscar for Jungle Fever for his role as Gator? I think he. I don't think it was for Jungle Fever. Was that, maybe it was a Golden Globe. Uh, Sheet Black. Uh, do we really have to talk about? I mean. They stand by it. She's black saying, what about RDJ and Tropic okay. Thunder? Tropic Thunder is one of the all-time hilarious movies. And I think they did it. Obviously, it's not something they can get away with now. But you've got to look at everything in a time capsule. I saw Tropic Thunder not too long ago. And while the initial visual does make you cringe, Robert Downey Jr. is such a talent and does such a good job. And again, the character is like... They're making fun of the concept of black. I know it's that's what's They're tough. making fun that's of it. Tough. It's a very self-aware depiction. You can't just get a. I understand being triggered and like offended by the visual. I get that. I completely get that. It's very uncomfortable to see. But the character is freaking. Some of the funniest parts of one of the funniest movies ever made was Robert Downey Jr. It was very funny how he portrayed that character. Yeah. And they it, even had characters in the movie, black characters who would call him out on it constantly, and it was very funny to watch. I mean, it's crazy that in 15 years, though, that went from being like cutting edge, sharp satire to just now it's like, oh, no, you sh shouldn't do that. They shouldn't have done it then. It's interesting to see in that short of amount of time, because normally you see wider. Right. You know, 
I think it's interesting. I don't know the, the right answer to it, but it's, I'm interested in the... Oh, 25th Hour, Sergio Cardenas. 25th Hour is uh, a bummer of a movie. Yeah. But it's good. And Spike Lee, you know, John Singleton had a similar problem like with Boys in the Hood. It's like he came out with something that was such cultural, just fire and a revelation. And it's almost like people want you to fail. Mm-hmm. In your follow-up so i think everything you know both i mean and not coincidentally they're both black filmmakers that had like a revolutionary point of view but i do feel like there was almost this counter argument of people like rooting for them like oh they can't do that again so every movie was supposed right. to be and it's not just i mean uh uh indie filmmakers have that all the time where it's mm-hmm. like you do something that's phenomenal and beloved and fresh and original with a voice and everyone is like well his, ne- his next movie or her next movie wasn't that i guarantee you i mean even whenever greta gerwig does next after barbie people are gonna be like well it's not barbie i feel like it's starting to happen to jordan peele even though i think all of his movies have been very good get out is the standard and i feel like people are always going to compare him to that yeah it's interesting it's interesting how the media builds you up and is just waiting just waiting for you to drop the ball now more than ever too and quickly Yeah, that's a weird society, man. She Black Buck 99, great movie. Couldn't do that movie now. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's yeah. just a lot of things you couldn't do now. I still love, I stand by Tropic Thunder. I'm telling you, it, it holds up in terms of being funny. I will say, and Tom Cruise is the funniest. I mean, he's so funny in them. Tom Cruise had never been funnier in his life than he is in that movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's weird though, man. Film critics, I think, I think movies, like the movie critics are like the harshest ones. Yeah, you know, it's not just John or Spike. I say a first name like I'm on a first name basis with them. Both. Like there's people that call Robert De Niro Bobby. It's like you don't know him that well. But no, it's I mean Tarantino. They kind of did that for a bit. Remember when Jackie Brown came out? Everyone was like, yeah. oh, doesn't have that Pulp Fiction magic anymore. Yeah. Kevin Smith. People savaged Mallrats. Yeah, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. Somebody told me in the music industry once, and it's, I think this is true in film. Someone in the music industry told me once. You've got your entire life to write your first album and about six months to write your second. Oh. Yeah. Well, tell that to Cardi B because it's been like six years and she hasn't come out with her second album. Yeah. Maybe that's why. It's like going to buck the trend. Um, Man. Okay. So let's talk about the main event tonight. The family. Tony D'Angelo and Stax. La Familia. Special guest, former foe, Santos Escobar, joining the family tonight to take on Gallus in a six-man tag. What did you think of this match? I thought it was an awesome match. It was great to see Santos Escobar back in NXT. The people went crazy for him. I, again, missed the old Legato theme music. I thought it was a missed opportunity to not play that music. But I thought it was awesome. And the bada bing, bada boom, or whatever, I think Booker T got it yeah. reversed. It's <laughs> a bada, bada boom, bada, bada bing. Okay, see, I did. I do the same thing, uh, but I, I like the finish, and I like the name of the finish. I thought this was good. I think uh, Tony D and Stax are going to be great champions. Yeah, I think this is off to a really fun start. I think this was a good match. A little chaotic at the from the for most of it, actually. Yeah, there was a lot going on. See, you know what's amazing though? Like, I like seeing the audience pop for Santos, but I have to say. Did you see that one guy in the crowd that had that look of shock? Like, oh yeah. my God, I can't believe Santos. Yeah. Yeah. They found the right guy for that. Like, I like Santos, but that guy, like Santos should like Venmo him a hundred dollars. 
they should have cut to the guy who was crying when CM Punk came back and just acted like he was there. There's that same shot, too, of the guy crying. Yeah, I was sitting baby icing. I thought Cameron Grimes was coming out when I saw the shoes in the car. Yeah, it could have been a lot of different people. It looked like it could have been Robert Stone, which would have been a letdown. But yes, it was Santos Escobar. It got changed real quick if that was. Well, I mean, he probably has gear on underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe breakaway slacks. Oh, I see. But you know, yeah. he was wearing those shoes with no socks. That's right. That's we had right. to put the boots on somehow. Yeah. Um, that was uh, good. To, I like seeing Santos get that reaction. I think yeah. he could end up beating Austin Theory. He should. I think he should. I think it's time to go back to the drawing board with Austin Theory. But they said this is going to be on the August 11th SmackDown. It's not even going to be on SummerSlam. Oh, really? Yeah, they're cutting a lot on SummerSlam. Yeah. I was shocked that they cut Rhea and Raquel. Becky and Trish, which has been planned for a while, got cut. So this is going to be a nice felt card. Rhea's got to defend that title sometime, right? I mean, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I know she's busy supporting Dominic, Dirty Dom, in all of his endeavors. These alliterative R's don't like defending their titles. Roman Reigns, Rhea Ripley, they don't like defending their titles. Uh, Malik Black saying the best feud is Booker T versus Vic Joseph on commentary. Ah. Yeah. You know what occurred to me? Booker T is slowly starting to sound more and more like Wolfman Jack. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Especially when he starts running out of breath at the end. Yeah. Or like Scott Farrell, I think his name is. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was his gimmick when you would call and say, like, pour me a cold one and you hit like the the beer? He had something yeah. like that. I think it was pour me a cold one. Yeah, not blow me up, not like Lycus. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's Tom Lycus doing? Do you have a podcast? Oh yeah, what's what? You would think that he would be able to have a second life in the podcasting world. He just kind of disappeared. Yeah, he was. Uh, I remember driving around when I lived in LA, hearing him on radio for the first time, and I was just like, "This is just ridiculous." Yeah, <laughs> like is this is this better be a parody of it? It was not. But no, it should he meant be a that. He meant every. I remember all that. the rules that he had about dating. Is oh man, <laughs> I think maybe you've, you've built. Maybe your life has been influenced a little bit, Alfred, by. Uh... <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm the tame man now. I'm not I'm nowhere near. <laughs> Maybe in my twenties yeah. it was. Well, yeah, we meet for drinks at Applebee's. We don't meet for dinner. <laughs> yeah, you know? after nine thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that just took me back. Uh, Sheed Blacks and Cricks don't like Michael Bay movies. Are very political. I don't think it's a political thing. That's it. And I actually don't mind Michael Bay movies. I actually really no, like no. Pain and Gain with The Rock and Mark Wahlberg. Phenomenal. I thought it was a great movie. It's just he does a lot of explode. He doesn't do the noir type movies, the Wes Anderson type aesthetic that the critics go for. But he does a lot of loud kind of lowest common denominator type movies. I think that it's just if somebody comes out with something, I think that you know people deserve to be celebrated for their accomplishments. But like, there's almost. People get almost like drunk on over celebrating something where you're just telling like they're just thinking in their head like, you know, oh, we're going to get them on the next one. Yeah. Because it's not going to be this. Enjoy it now. Jay-Z once famously said they love you, they hate you, then they love you again. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. Um, So I like this main event tonight. I think we're going in a good direction. And then we got a nice little after credits scene with Dragunov with a message for Trick Williams. Yes. Not stop until Williams is terminated. So Trick's going to get threat. that was a threat. Um, 
That's going to be exciting for Trick, though, to get a feud with Dragunov. Yeah, and I'm rooting for Trick. You know, Ilya Dragunov is a good worker, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. But there's a million Ilya Dragunovs in wrestling, oh, let alone NXT, with, you know, Tyler Bay, JD McDonough, Nathan Frazier. Okay, and they're all great, okay? But there's only one Trick Williams, and I think this should be used to elevate Trick. I think Ilya can get some great matches out of Trick. I think Trick's going to learn a lot. But Trick is going to be the focus for this in terms of a character. And I'm very more invested in the Trick Williams character. I think in my mind, I thought Tyler Bate and Dragunov were the same person. Yeah, I thought they, yeah. You know, they need different, they need <laughs> I, I know different they're colors. Two, I, know they're two, this, I know they're two different people and two different names, but like my mind has to kind of be like, you know, it's like, it's like match game. It's like either or. It's like, which yeah. one am I thinking of? Which one? Oh, I think Tyler Bate has a beard, right? Yeah. Which one is into ayahuasca? Tyler Bate. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, that's the character it seems like he is. Yeah. Oh wait, but then I'll do you do you one better. Uh, uh, then when I then for some reason I'm like, if Nathan Fraser cut his hair, I might also kind of put him. Yeah. Same guy. They should Same all guy. cut their hair, and you tell me if you could tell many of them apart. That would be an amazing NXT segment if they wanted to do like another Heath uh, Slater type gimmick of somebody being like the lovable sort of loser on the outs. Oh yeah. Is they ha- they have like the most generic wrestler, and they have it be like. You know, nobody, everybody knows his name, but nobody knows who he actually is because he looks like so many other people. <laughs> they keep calling him by the wrong name. Yeah, that would be good. That would be solid. <laughs> I like that. This was fun tonight. Said it Saturday during the PLE or during or Sunday. I'll say it again. NXT's the most entertaining wrestling show of all the promotions. This was this flew by tonight. This was a joy yeah. to watch. I agree. I thought it was good. I thought the pay-per-view was great. I loved the pay-per-view, and I thought this show was a good follow-up. Yeah. Uh, They've cool. got time well, to build these storylines. they got to till September 30th. So they can take their time. Two whole months. Yeah. Yeah, and SummerSlam will be uh, something this Saturday. I don't know who's covering it. I don't know if we are covering it. I'm out of town Friday to uh, next Tuesday, so I'll miss next Tuesday as well. We'll be back a week from Friday. Alfred and Issa will be at SummerSlam. But tomorrow, tune in for AEW coverage. In the meantime, follow Alfred at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.